0: This is a podcast by Lumina, the perfect
1: space to innovate, collaborate and grow in health, science and tech. Marianne Fexton, welcome to Health Tech Talks. Thanks, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Marianne, you're the Chief Executive Officer of Bioaz, an award-winning biotechnology company that focuses on research, development and manufacture of symbiotic ingredients at the forefront of global science for use in food and drink that improve the health benefits of the product. Marianne, what are symbiotic ingredients? That's a good question. Symbiotics are a blend of pre and
0: probiotics. And in our case, we also use postbiotics. And so Basically they're live beneficial organisms, probiotics, prebiotics which are really specific chains of dietary fibre that actually feed the probiotics both in our ingredients but also that are already in your gut and then postbiotics which are probiotics that have been heat inactivated so they've been effectively killed by heat but there's still benefits from the metabolites that they have produced and the actual parts of those cells. So three different kinds blended together is a symbiotic ingredient that BioAz works with.
1: And where do you get them from?
0: Well, the organisms are everywhere. The organisms that we use are spore-forming Bacteria that are beneficial, and they're everywhere. They're in the soil, they're in the air. They've been recorded as high as 70 kilometres up in the atmosphere, in space. Uh, the prebiotic fibers we use all different fibers that are beneficial, so green banana fiber or organic sprouted pea fiber. There's lots of different types of prebiotic, and the definition is actually expanding as science learns more and more. So. We get all of these different ingredients. We work with our own spore-forming organisms as well as other people's and we put our magic to it and put it in for food and beverages and skin, all sorts of applications. Yeah, so why do we need them in our food and drink? People are starting to hear the word microbiome more and more frequently and we have trillions and trillions of organisms living on us and in us and without them we'd be dead. These organisms actually perform very important functions for our health and wellness. So it's really important that we actually still have abundant and diverse microbiome.
1: Because it sort of sounds like something icky in a way that you want to get rid of, but in fact, they're so important, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. Our immune system, our mental health, our ability to manage our insulin levels, all these things are directly connected to the microbiome. So if you've got a balanced and diverse microbiome that's doing its work, that's when people are healthy from the inside out. So gut health is important, not just to process food but for overall health and wellness.
1: And Marianne, what modern food processing challenges do they help with? So when we used to grow our own
0: food and live in communities, so paddock to plate, we ate yep. the food we grew, we would always be exposed to these diverse micro-ecosystems in our food. So you might wash a lettuce, but you're not going to wash all of the beneficial bacteria from that lettuce. So you're going to eat it and they will grow in your gut, perform their functions, you know, producing metabolites to trigger immunity, etc. Now we live in the cities. Food is manufactured a long, long way from where we actually buy it and it's highly treated. So it's terrorised, we call it, you know, pasteurised, terrorised to kill bad bacteria. You don't want it spoiling. It's got to stay in a truck. It's got to sit on the supermarket shelf and be safe, but it also kills the good bacteria. So our Access to those micro-ecosystems has been completely destroyed. We need food to be processed,
1: but we don't get the good microbes as well. And that's where you guys come in. That's where we come in, yes. So you've developed a world-first symbiotic ingredients. How does it differ to others? What makes it world-first?
0: Well, I think people have been trying and companies have been trying to work out how they could keep beneficial bacteria in food where it would remain stable. It wouldn't get destroyed by the processes that keep that food safe. And then it would get through the bile acids, through the stomach acids and bile salts in your system yep. and reach the colon, which is where all the magic happens. That's like the big fermentation pot in our body. And even you know organisms that are in yogurts and things like that that are in the fridge, they're stable because they're being refrigerated. Mm-hmm. But some of them won't even make it to your colon where you really need them. So we've developed a blend of prebiotics postbiotics and we've got our probiotics to survive high temperatures so you can pasteurize it it will sit in high water activity so it can go into beverages and sauces or chocolates or all sorts of things stabilizing that and then when you actually eat or drink that food it gets right through to the colon and then it would actually provide benefits for your health Because it's a long trip
1: down, isn't it, from the mouth down to the garden? It is. And
0: the microbiome actually starts at the mouth. There's good and bad bacteria in your mouth. And we've developed an oral symbiotic ingredient that's now being used by toothpaste manufacturers. And so it's a whole universe of organisms that are interacting with us and creating
1: benefit for us. So Marianne, you produce these ingredients using biotechnology. Can you explain what biotechnology is? In a general sense, biotechnology is where you use
0: biological processes, so nature's ecosystems and organisms, to produce something. So you can ferment things and make years or you can ferment and make some sort of fuel or you can ferment and make beneficial metabolites that go in our ingredients and beneficial organisms that will survive that process. So it's using nature's intelligence, we call it, to produce other products that are beneficial.
1: And the technology you use is described as revolutionary, producing the world's best ingredients. What makes your technology revolutionary?
0: This is something that the biotech industry and science has been unravelling over the last decades and it's very obvious that we are learning more and more every day. What we've discovered is a way of actually preserving the stability and the efficacy of our spores that we use in our ingredient so that they will actually survive the processes and the gut. Up till now that's never been done. So you'll see there's opportunities there where some products are trying to do this, but they always have at the time of manufacture on their label, Mm -hmm. which means that they can't guarantee that stability. They can't guarantee they're there. So that was the challenge and the problem and that's what we've solved.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible journey that you've had and it's only been quite a short one is my understanding. Can you tell me how the company started and the link to horses? Okay, well, I'm a
0: passionate equestrian and trained horses all my life as well as having a beverage industry background and I got an opportunity to meet a microbiologist who was working in this space for horses and we took that product out to the horse industry and the changes I saw in those horses was phenomenal. Horses went from perhaps not looking as good as they should, even though they were eating a really great diet, to looking amazing. Within weeks, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos of horses before and after going onto a symbiotic that our microbiologist produced. So I went back to him and I said, why can't we do this for people? We have to do this for people. And he gave me a dozen reasons why it would be too hard because the benchmark for human product is way higher. But anyway, he's one of our co-founders and off we went and we had a crack at it and we produced it in a beverage for children and we realised very quickly that we'd achieved something special. And so it was a journey of pivoting from saying, well, we're a kid's drink company to we've done something that can be applied across all sorts of foods, beverages, skincare, wound healing. And so we sold that brand and someone else took it to market. And we pivoted to being a symbiotics ingredients company.
1: You're listening to Health Tech Talks, a podcast series delivered by Lumina. To find out more about Lumina, visit the website, luminagoldcoast.com.au and sign up today to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack. In 2021, you won the Natural Ingredients Asia startup of the year. What did that mean for the company? I mean, that's huge. We were pretty excited about that. Yes, I think one of the key
0: things that we took away from it was the quality of the judges. And it's a very competitive set of awards and big companies like Fonterra and Kerry, these big companies all nominate for it. So when a quality of judges that's across the sciences, give us a really good report back and say, Tick, you've covered all of the spaces. We were really pleased to have that feedback and validation from them. And of course, our customers appreciate the fact that they're with a company that's had that validation as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. And then a year later in 2022, Bioaz took part in the Lumina X Accelerator program. How did the program help the company? Because you were already doing so much and had grown so much.
0: Yeah, look, I think we were probably a little bit of a later stage than some of the other cohort, but that was good because we probably had not quite got ourselves organised in a way that start-up, real genuine early start-ups, I guess we were potentially letting Perfect get in the way of good in some of our decisions. And some of the mentors and some of the sessions, it was almost like a little mini MBA, to be honest. So it just made us go back and review and go, well, hang on, why don't we just do that? Let's just take it in baby bites. And I'm thinking more in sales and marketing. So you could get buried under the doona of science, which is great, but you still have to commercialise it. So it was about, well, what do we know we can do right now? What can we Take to the market right now, and where do we take it? And so, it certainly helped us there.
1: And what would you say was your biggest learning from the program?
0: To ask for help, definitely. You know, the the mentors, the quality of mentors that we were, uh, you know, able to access, and we still, our company still reaches out to Dr. Chris Davis, who was the mentor from Griffith University, and he's you know, really happy to help us. So that was a big one.
1: Yeah, it's a great community from the program, isn't it? As Mm. well as the learnings and the connections. How have you seen your company change as a result of doing the program?
0: One of the good things was that the Lumina X team were quite flexible. So we were able to send a couple of our founders. So it wasn't just me doing the program. So because we had four co-founders, there were areas that we all identified we might want to get exposed to new ideas or areas that might have been new to some of us. So we were able to actually swap in and out our people. And that was really good because it got us all on the same Sort of page or regroup,
1: make sure that we're all on the same page. You're based here at Lumina on the Gold Coast. How does the community here support you guys? Well, I really love being here. We love the energy and
0: the fact that everybody's on a similar journey of innovation and problem solving in the health and wellness space. So Mm. even though there's so many diverse companies here from AI type companies through to biotech, we reach out. So for example, today, one of the companies from here is giving our team a training session on a software platform. So, you know, we can support each other. There's actually quite a lot of talent in-house. And so we reach out to the community when we need to engage and get some help.
1: What do you like most about being part of the ecosystem? Yeah, I think there's
0: a couple of things. Being a biotech company in this ecosystem, we get noticed. So that's fantastic for us as a young company. In other words, state, local and federal government authorities or, or people that are working to grow this area will ask us for our opinion or ask for input. So that helps us communicate with external stakeholders really well. So I think if we were in a different environment down you know, in a light industrial area or a science space somewhere else, we might not have the opportunities we have to converse with different government and opportunity-driven organisations where they're trying to build out this community. So
1: Now, it's obviously a very exciting time for Bio, As I'm actually quite blown away by how much growth you've experienced in such a short period of time. What does the next 12 months look like for you and the team?
0: Um, we're really focused on um, growing our market now. We, we've got a very good range of Offerings We've got symbiotic ingredients that can be used in animal health, oral care, wound healing, skin care and food and beverage. So we've already established customers in all of those areas. So our focus from an overall company purpose, focus is to get out and present that to the world. But we're also going into the microbiome testing space. So we're just about to start a pilot trial where we're working with before and afters on our symbiotics, so that we can demonstrate the benefits. We know they're there. We, we've already done that work, but now we will take it through to a more formalised trial. So, and then we'll we'll take that out and offer that opportunity to our customers as well.
1: Are you working with Griffith or anyone for that? Yeah, trial?
0: we've reached out to the Griffith Spatial Omics, but we've also employed in-house postdoc scientists that have got the capabilities to do. A lot of that work, but we'll definitely be collaborating with universities
1: as well. Yeah, great. And do Mm. you need people to sign up for the trial? Um, Yes, we will. Yes,
0: absolutely. We'll be um, reaching out to different cohorts both here and in New Zealand to ask people if they could participate with their before and afters. So yeah. Excellent. And Marion, if people want to find out more about Bioaz, where can they go? Okay. Well, we have a website, which is www.bio-az.com.
1: So you've gone from the paddock to a clinical space. Yes. How's that journey been for you personally? Uh, look, it, it, it feels like a
0: a dream, really. If you're passionate about something, I can't believe it's now over three years since we made the kids drink. It's just gone so quickly and, you know, very lucky to meet the right people along the way. I'm not the only founder, there's four co-founders, as we realised we needed different skill sets and different talent and science knowledge in the team. So I've got a big team of scientists
1: around us now. I think we've got seven on board now. That's an amazing journey in just 3 years isn't it yeah. to have started from this idea in the paddock to 3 years only 3 years and now you've got quite a team that's incredible growth
0: yeah and look it's been a lot of R&D along the way because the ideas have to be validated so everything we do has to be scientifically validated and that's a big journey so we've done all of that hard work now and that heavy lift but we're still innovating our team our science team is still coming up with new ideas of ways we can build new formulations that would deliver health benefits for people and animals. So we do produce products now for animals as well. And then we've got, I think, around 20 brands in the market now with our ingredients in them. So that's exciting.
1: Just before we let you go, I'm quite fascinated by your journey, Marianne So you said you were in food and beverage mm-hmm. and then equine mm-hmm. and then you went on and did your MBA. How's life changed for you over the last decade? Yeah, I know. It's been an um, interesting
0: life and I'm loving it. And I think I've never been afraid of following a passion. So when um, we sold our food and beverage company many years ago and I had an opportunity to follow my passion with horses and I did and that lent me to this journey meeting the people that are now part of our business. I don't think you're ever too old to change or follow a passion and I think we are probably the oldest startup company in Australia. I think our average age
1: from our founders will be about 60. Yeah, that's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, And it just shows you that if you do follow something that you love, what doors open and who you can meet along that journey when you're really doing something that you love and what can happen in a short space of time. I agree and I think
0: probably one of the key lessons that I've learned is you, you can't do it on your own. You do need to reach out and build a team and very quickly I became we and so it's not just me, you know, there's, there's four of us that really took a chance and followed this passion
1: Yeah, well, it's really amazing. Congratulations on where you've come already and I can't wait to see where you are in five, ten years, Marianne. Thanks for speaking with me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Rebecca. To learn more about Lumina and how we work with health tech startups, visit luminagoldcoast.com.au and don't forget to sign up to receive your Lumina Opportunities Pack today.